Hey friends, and welcome to a new episode of the Daily Jenny Podcast with your host, Jenny Angerman. I'm covering all the life lessons and advice I wish I told my younger self. Whether you're just starting out in your career or a working woman looking to start a family, I'm spilling all the tea on things that aren't on the highlight reel of societal norms. So let's sit back, relax, and let's get uncomfortable. you're listening to episode five of the daily jenny podcast and this week we're talking about all things self-love and mental health if you've been following along with me in my episode two i talked about my goals for this year and self-love was very high on my list so um i have two women with me today behind the instagram account worthy thriving flowing or wtf which i think is just hilarious in itself. Um, and this page is really about two millennials on a self-love journey to thrive and flow. So I just want to welcome Lindsay and Lonnie, and I'm so excited to have you both with me today. You guys are my very first guest, um, which seems, seems crazy because it's only episode five. And, you know, for those who have been following my podcast and my Instagram page, I really created this as kind of a safe place to have conversations about uncomfortable topics. And sadly, I feel that kind of talking about our mental health is still kind of one of those taboo topics that we see here today. So that's why I wanted to invite these ladies here to kind of talk a little bit more about that. So welcome. I'm super excited. Thank you. Yeah. So I thought we'd first talk about, I know, um, and neither one of you can, can answer any of these. So I know at first we kind of talked about how, you guys were friends first and then decided that after the fact you wanted to create kind of your own page. Can you just tell me a little bit more about kind of how you've kind of blossomed your friendship into this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, both work in the mental health field. Um, We worked a very stressful job together and we really kind of bonded in that stress and that, you know, difficulty that we Um, had experience together. And we found ourselves having these great conversations about everything under the sun, from self-love to therapy, to like healing from your childhood and family. And we just had these awesome conversations. And we were like, we need to get more people in on them. We need to get more Mm -hmm. women in on them and, you know, like really grow this conversation. Yeah. And I think like, it's funny that you mentioned that kind of stemmed from work because I can hundred percent relate. Like our work people were with more than our family, more than our very best friends. And so mm-hmm. those are some of the people who really knows the ins and outs, the ups and downs, all these things. And like, even, you know, I have two very good best friends at work. We talk about like that same shit all the time that like weighs us down and it's not to be like negative, but I feel like if we weren't able to get that off our chest, we would literally go crazy. Absolutely. And really like nobody knows like the struggle and the stress, you know, that you go through work, you can tell your partner, your husband, whoever, like all about it, but they're not there. So when you have like a really stressful environment, like having that person that's also experiencing that is just really, really helpful. Yeah. A hundred percent. And can I read more? So when you think about how you started this page, first of all, how did you come up with the name Were They Thriving Flowing? There has to be a good story so, behind that. There, there is a great story behind that, actually. <laughs> um, so when Lindsay was talking about, like, just the stressful work environment that we were in, we found ourselves saying WTF, and we were actually putting the words in, but uh, we found ourselves <laughs> saying WTF a lot. So, you know, when um, 
we were really processing and thinking about what we wanted to name our page and stuff, we were like, well, that's one thing we said a lot. So that's something like that was so negative. We know a lot of times when we say those things, it's like a negative um, acronym, but we wanted to turn that into a positive affirmation. So like whenever you say WTF, we mean worthy, thriving, and flowing. So like if you add, uh, I am worthy, I am thriving, and I am flowing into that, we're trying to turn that negative into something positive. So. Oh, that is so sweet. I feel like it <laughs> reminds me of um, the movie, The Help. Where she's like, you are kind, you are smart, <laughs> you're important. And like, uh-huh. I mean, sometimes on those really bad days, I like think about it to be like, all right, Jenny, you are kind, you are smart, you are important. So kind of like following the, the same vein. I, I love that you guys kind of changed that description <laughs> from the actual meaning of WTF into this. You guys For are sure. <laughs> I think it's also like breaking like the stigma. Like that's something that like maybe we'll talk about a little bit later, but like breaking the stigma of like, just mental health and stuff but just trying to change those things and change the mindset of people so that's what yeah. we're trying to do so why do you guys think like you know promoting like self-love and mental health is like so important I think that there's while we've come a long way recently I think that still a lot of stigma exists and especially in certain communities and certain socioeconomic um, you know places it's like therapy is not as accessible as it should be Mm -hmm. mental illness is not talked about you know as much as it should be like why can I not tell my boss like hey I have therapy but like I'll say hey I have a doctor's appointment like yeah why is it frowned upon to say I have therapy? And then, you know, my boss might be like, well, what's wrong with her? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with me. Maybe I just want to learn how to be a better employee. And I want to learn about my brain and the way I process things and my emotions. And like therapy is like an educational experience and doing like self-work and working through and, you know, really focusing on self-love is such a journey and it's like we just we don't talk about it enough yeah and I think um you know especially thinking about right now while we're in like this you know COVID environment um I mean for myself like I'm at home literally all the time my work went 100% home so it's hard to find that separation and to kind of like shut off the work Jenny and then go to like home Jenny and focus on those things so I feel like I've definitely put more of an emphasis on self-love and like mental health for myself. So I don't go completely like off the deep end. And, um, I think it was even in my episode two, when I talked about like my goals, um, really aligning those to give myself more self-love. Cause I think when I'm able to do that, I can be better. I can like better serve the other people in my life. Yes, definitely. And I feel like that's such a thing, especially for women is it's like, we're constantly pouring into other people and our families and our friends. And, you know, like we need to pour into ourselves too. Like that's how we become the best version of ourselves to, you know, support our people. Yeah. And it's, it's funny you say that because, um, literally my, my husband, Andrew, he has been like on my ass about setting up my therapy for the last like couple of years, which I've wanted to do. But, you know, as women, we don't always put ourselves first. And I finally set, set mine up in January and I've loved it since. Um, but if he would have asked me to set that up for him, I would have done it like yesterday or like that same day he asked, but it took me like literally like two, three years to actually like make the phone call, which took 10 minutes worth of time. <laughs> 
<laughs> for no reason. And like, I don't know. I don't know why I do that to myself. Why do we do that? It's insane, which makes it really tough. But, um, you know, anyhow, I digress. So how would you say um, giving yourself more self-love has impacted your mental health? Um, I would say for myself, I think whenever I began to like really prioritize my self-love, it really just went right into like my mental health because obviously I was putting myself first. So like going back to what you're saying about therapy, I made that therapy appointment. Mm-hmm. I stuck to that because a lot of times, you know, with therapy is very uncomfortable and you're talking about all those like deep rooted things that you try to like, you know, put behind you or you think you're past. So I think it just all went into one, like when I really started focusing just on me and what I like and what I need to obviously grow, it just went right into that. And obviously I think just with self-love, any type of love obviously is beneficial, but when you're pouring into yourself, you can't help, but you know, do better. Yeah. And so kind of with that, I know we talked about like therapy being a form of self-love. What are some other ways like both of you show self-love? For me, I've been on a big health journey over the past three years. Um, Three years ago, you know, I was severely depressed. I had gained about 75 pounds um, and I was just like a shell of a human being. And I did not prioritize even like simple things like packing a lunch for work. So I would be at work and then I would just be starving at work, not eating because there's nothing around. And when I started to really prioritize my health and exercise and eating well and feeding my body and making sure I had a lunch at work, like that for me was so pivotal with my self-love because I was like, I am worthy of a good meal and I am worthy of moving my body in a way that feels good and worthy of getting outside. Like all of those things for me were just so instrumental um, to show myself love and really just increase that, that self-love and positive vibes in my life. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because the things that you mentioned, giving yourself, you know, self-love quote are very just basic essential things, you know, like feeding yourself having like movement throughout your day, like going outside. Um, I recently had surgery a couple of weeks ago and I didn't go outside for an entire week. And me being outside was standing on my back deck. It wasn't like anything crazy, but in those few minutes, I was like, wow, this fresh air is great. (laughs) Who knew? Just put like, kind of like a weird smile on my face for no absolute reason. But um, I'm so glad that, you know, you've kind of, I think the biggest part of self-love is recognizing that you're in that rut. And then understanding like what your body needs to kind of pull you out of that. Absolutely. And like what you said of like going outside for five minutes, like that's something that I had to really teach myself and and reteach myself is that it's not a vegan diet and a $400 a month yoga membership and the perfect body that makes you a healthy person. It's like those little things like getting outside when you need a mental break, doing a little 15, 20 minute workout that feels good, not working out, you know, and resting when that feels good. Um, It's just like kind of that adopt or not adopting, I guess that all or nothing mentality. Like there's like a sweet spot that, that feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, so you actually reminded me, I just was pulling up your, your Instagram. And so from two days ago, you guys posted us on your Instagram. It said um, important. You didn't do nothing in quote, but then it shows you rested, you chatted with a friend, you went outside, you ate something delicious, you read and you daydreamed. 
I've been doing this for two weeks and I've had <laughs> days where I'm like, Andrew, like, I feel like I've done nothing, but I've done like all these things because I knew like my body physically, mentally, emotionally, like needed that rest. And I think that's something really hard um, for me to understand. And I think a lot of other millennials go through this because millennials are very like, although I think we get a bad rap, which is rude, but whatever. Um, But like, (laughs) we're very hardworking. We are a generation that even outside of our eight to five jobs, we're checking emails, we're working on the weekends, we're taking those, those meetings outside of those hours, but we need to refocus ourselves to do nothing. So we don't get to that burnout state. Absolutely. Oh, I feel like just adding to that, I think we're just always told that being productive and being busy is what you need to do. You always should be doing something. You should be reading something. You should be working. I mean, just during quarantine, everybody was saying, if you didn't come out of this quarantine without a new hobby or without a business, that you didn't do anything. In quarantine, we were told that, you know, we had to be busy and we had to be doing something. You had to come out of this with a hobby or a new Mm -hmm. business or all this money. But a lot of times, like this was a stressful time. We just needed to rest. We needed to just be alone. We needed to just go outside and breathe in fresh air. So it's just something I think we've been putting, it's been put in our heads since childhood that you just have to be doing something. You need to be working. Your time always needs to be booked. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, um, I, I do think I've seen the, the culture shift a little bit where rust is becoming a little bit more the norm because we've been in this for over a year since the first case of COVID um, hit in the U.S. And people are really in survival mode. Um, I feel like we have it kind of easy for, for myself, not necessarily all three of us, because it's just me and my husband and our two dogs at home. We don't have like kids that we have to worry about. We mm-hmm don't work in the service industry or, or in the hospitals or, you know, so I feel very fortunate for what we're able to do, but like a lot of people have it really tough right now. But even for those like stuck at home, like the isolation is insane when you only have like your um, significant other to talk to and like no other interactions. And I feel like just seeing like your two faces just gives me so much like life right now (laughs) to see other like human interaction. I feel like we're like hanging out. Having right. just like a grand time, even though it's on the computer <laughs> screen. <laughs> so true. So we're just getting on that survivor mode. Um, so Lonnie, just going back to you quickly, what are your, what are your, some of your favorite ways to show yourself self-love? Well, so Lindsay, she calls me the self-care queen. I <laughs> don't know if I agree with that all the time, but that is something that she's called me, you know, for a while now. But for me, it was just, really again like the therapy piece like making sure I do that um also just making sure I do the things that I enjoy like if that's bike riding I know this summer doing a lot of like bike riding and um massages if whenever things are you know open and things like that but like I just just anything I like to do I just do it if that makes sense so like if I want to go get my hair done or if I want to go get like my nails done that is just something I just go and do or food for me like it's something I really enjoy I Mm -hmm. enjoy going to different restaurants Um, I enjoy trying different foods and just pouring into myself however I can I feel like you're just like speaking speaking my language right now (laughs) I I also love food (laughs) (laughs) but like very similar like I've decided like if I'm gonna splurge on something 
why, why don't I, you know what I mean? Like if it's going to make, if it's going to like bring me joy and get me out of like some rut that I'm in for the day, like I should go buy that cupcake, get a massage, get my nails done, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. I think we're just always told like, don't do that. You know, don't splurge on that. Mm -hmm. Or, but and then like a lot of times after you, you know, you think about it, it's on your mind, you don't do it. And then you live with like that regret of not doing that. So I'm, I'm an advocate for just do it. Just go and, you know, buy the purse buy the shoes you may not go nowhere with it but just buy it anyway and enjoy it so if it brings you joy I am all for it for either one of you have you guys always had this focus on self-love or do you think that it's been more recent because of the like circumstances that we're in with COVID for me no um it was not always the focus I've always been like if other people around me are happy then I'm happy that's just what brings me joy. I feel like, you know, you know, I want to serve other people. Mm-hmm. So I think whatever, you know, Lindsay was talking about, like when we were working together and stuff, that really made me like focus on like myself and my self-love because I realized that I need that and I need to really just pay attention to myself because how can I serve other people if I can't serve myself or I can't love myself? So it wasn't always the focus, but I think it was probably for me, I want to put like a year or a date on it I think that was like around 2018 going into like 2019 for me was just when I was like okay this isn't working I have to do something because I am really at a low point and nothing else is going to fix that unless I really pour into myself so yeah yeah I think that that's really important um that I'm still learning like I can't be a people pleaser like, and also I'm kind of old. I'm not trying to be a people pleaser anymore. It's not like I'm in like my first job where I want everyone to like me. I'm going to do everything for everyone and not set those boundaries just from like a work perspective. But even like in our personal life, you know, we have people coming at us requesting things and that can be really challenging when we're always serving others and we're not serving ourselves. So that's something I'd say probably around the same time frame, like that, that you said for me, like 2018, 2019, I was experiencing like that burnout, not only in my personal life, um, but also in my professional life too. I think it's an ongoing process too. Like, I think a lot of times we think like once we just prioritize it, that's it, it's just going to stick. But I think for me, it was just up and down, like during quarantine, Mm. I maybe wasn't doing it as much because, you know, just feeling guilty, you know, feeling bad for other people, maybe in different situations than myself. But it's just like a process that just goes up and down. You have to keep working at it. You have to keep, you know, adding to it. And, you know, we're obviously people who change a lot. So your view of self-love might change throughout your journey through this. Yeah, completely agree. And I feel like too, when people are like, what would you tell your younger self? And that's something I feel like I wish I got when I was like 15 or 16 and I like just wanted this unattainable body and I hated my body and I hated that I was, you know, certain ways and I wasn't as popular as I wanted to be and I wasn't as athletic as I wanted to be. And I wish that like, I just had somebody to instill in me, like, no, you're good the way you are. Like you bring things to the table that other people don't like, these are your strengths 
this is what you need to do to, you know, like maintain yourself and your mental health. Like, and, and we just don't get that at that like age that we need to. A hundred percent agree. And um, you stole the very last question that I had for you guys, <laughs> which, which is fine. But like, that's something that like has always just like stuck with me because I feel like it took me 30 years. I just turned 30 in December. So I'm obviously like wise now that I'm a 30 year old, but um, I feel like it literally took me 30 years to just like be myself, be happy with the people who want to be my friends um, for people who are bringing me down. See ya. I don't need you. And giving myself the self-love that, that I deserve. And like, I just think about exactly what you said. Like, what if I knew this when I was at such like a young developmental age, how would my life be different? Cause I think we do strive to have a six pack, have a million friends, do everything according to how society wants us to do it. Like that's not the normal, like everybody has a different path. Everybody kind of develops at their own pace, things like that. And like, that's probably one of the biggest things that I would tell my younger self. So I feel like you couldn't have said it any better. So I love that. Um, so kind of sh- shifting the focus, how do you feel like giving yourself more self-love has impacted the relationships that, that you have? Have you noticed anything like in particular, whether it's like with your significant other or like friends or even like coworkers, things like that? Absolutely. Uh, I have a really concrete example where I had a toxic friend in my life and I really allowed boundaries to be blurred. I was talking to my therapist about this friend with poor boundaries and that I was really feeling, um, you know, certain ways about our relationship. And she said, well, you don't have to be friends with her. You don't have to hang out with her. Why don't you just not respond to a text or not respond to a message? And I was like, whoa, like (laughs) I don't have to keep like obligatory, like hanging out with her. Like I really can set a boundary and like give myself peace, you know, and like, I'm worth that. Like I am not worth being in a friendship where I'm not valued. I'm taken advantage of whatever. I'm like, whoa, you're right. Like I can put me first. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. What, What like a powerful thing to just like think differently about like something so simple. It's like, why am I putting myself in that situation? Yes. Makes no yes. sense. Uh, Lonnie, I know you were about to jump in there too. I know we, you know, we're on a time frame because I could go all day about that, <laughs> that particular <laughs> question because I feel like for me, and I'm sure somebody's probably quoted this at some point in time, but I feel like for myself, when I started loving myself, I started losing people. Like people started to like leave because, yep. you know, now you're not the priority in my life. Like I'm saying no to you. I, if it's not like in my best interest, I'm not going to do it. And so people didn't want to be around me. People didn't want to be, you know, my friend anymore because, you know, maybe the nature of our friendship at the time was me catering to you and what your needs were and making sure that, you know, you were just full of love and all this good stuff while I was, you know, just empty. But um, with that, like losing people can sometimes be a good thing. But um, I started having more better and valuable like relationships. I started getting, you know, more people in my life who were also in a sense, like helping with my self-love. So, you know, pouring into me. Mm -hmm. So it was just really, it was a blessing in disguise in a sense, I guess. Like I was loving myself and I'm losing you, but at the end of the day, maybe you weren't there for the right reason anyways. So 
Yeah. And that's a really interesting point because I feel like I've experienced the same thing because people don't understand. Um, like if I'd say, Hey, you know what? I don't really feel like hanging out this weekend. And like, I, and like for me, most of the time it was cause I really wasn't feeling well, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to explain that to them to be like, Oh, like I feel like my insides are being scraped out with knives. Like that's not normal, but and I, I felt really guilty about it at first to cancel plans or to say, Hey, you know, I'm not really feeling up to it, but those people fade and the people who I have said, Hey, I can't hang out this weekend. They still show up for me that matter. So I think like in a way, like, um, giving yourself more self-love, I feel like brings out who your true friends are a little bit. Um, and mm-hmm. you can tell like, who's just there for like shits and giggles versus like, who's actually there to stand by your side. Mm-hmm. Which I think big impact. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we're wrapping up here. Um, I wanted to thank you both so much. This was actually like amazing. Um, and I appreciate you guys so much for spending time with me today to kind of talk about self-love and mental health. So before we wrap, I want both of you to tell everybody your three favorite ways, um, that you promote self-love. So I'll, I'll start. I like to, and this, this was kind of hard because at first I felt guilty if I did something separate than like my husband and like not hang out with him. But now he kind of like does his own thing while I do my own thing. But I like to read. That's kind of a new hobby that I've taken up to try to do more of. Um, I love to take baths, which right now I'm not like allowed to after my surgery, which has been so hard for me because I just love them so much. And then um, my third is just like cuddling with my puppies. They just give me all the joy. (laughs) I love that. Um, I would say my three are use your PTO. Yes, that's a good one. Use it. (laughs) And then also baking. I love to bake yummy treats. And that's something I've found recently. Like that is a hobby that is me using my creativity. Like that's been such a great uh, use of self-care for me. And then also target runs like 9 PM. I'm almost in my pajamas, but not quite. You don't know if I'm wearing a bra or not. And it's not your business. Like target runs where I just go ham. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a good target run? So though, I need to put that back at the top of my list for sure. All right, Lonnie, what about three self-love ideas from you? Oh, um, I would say eating, um, <laughs> cooking and eating. Please do that. Um, uh, Lindsay took my u- using PTO because that's always a thing for me. Um, I enjoy using my PTO. It's, I love it. I like just logging off. Um, and my last one would be, which kind of can be, it can mean a lot of different things, but I think just making joy a ritual for myself just making good sure, yeah yeah that's something that <laughs> very good I feel like, yeah I've been trying to just really cultivate and making sure it's a ritual for me just to be happy and to just bring in joy so you can take that however you want but that's just what I do for myself oh, that, that's a that's a really great one mic drop yeah, that, that was my job. That was a, a great way, that was it. <laughs> way to wrap this up. Um, I love it. Um, again, thank you both. This was like, seriously, so great. Perfect way to spend a Saturday afternoon, I'd say for sure. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for having us. This was yes. so cool. Yeah, I thank appreciate you. it. Hopefully we can have you guys back. 
can't wait to see what kind of content you guys have for us moving forward. Everybody, please give these ladies a follow at worthy.thriving.flowing on Instagram. They have a ton of resources and a lot of great content specifically around self-love and mental health. Again, I want to thank both Lindsay and Lonnie for joining me for today's discussion. I hope everybody enjoyed it and are able to find ways to give themselves more self-love moving forward um, this year. So again, thanks for joining me and I hope everybody has a great day. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Daily Journey Podcast. If you have a topic or a question you'd like me to discuss, feel free to email me at thedailyjourneypodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on the gram at the Daily Journey Podcast. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and I would love it if you gave a rating, left a review, or subscribed. Until next time.